Hey, hey, family, who's there? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday to you, Steve. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Nice to hear your sound. Good morning, good morning. Hey, it's from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Yes, good morning. This is Sister Sabrina. Can you please keep me lifted up in prayer? Because I'm not feeling well. Healing for yeah. my body, please. Yes, ma'am. I have it down. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Yeah. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Monday. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Monday to you. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Happy Monday. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, Sister Leticia. Happy Monday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Uh oh. Good morning, Deborah Evans. I hear you. Good morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Morning. Good morning, Mrs. D. T. Uh oh. Good morning, D. T. Good morning, D. T. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. Good morning, Letitia. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning, D2. Happy Monday, you guys. Good morning, good morning, sir. 
Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. God is good. He's blessed you with another year of life. Today is my birthday, and I am grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah and glory. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday to you, and happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you. God is good. Thank you. Happy birthday, Yolanda. Happy birthday. Love you. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Good to hear your voice. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, Leticia and DV family. This is glorious. Happy, blessed, grateful Monday, and happy birthday, Yolanda. Thank you, Gloria. Good morning, partner. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Leticia from Arizona. We agree with this morning. Did anybody else join the call? They'd like to say good morning. If you've just joined the call, we would love to hear from you. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Leticia from Arizona. Did anybody else log on and want to say good morning before I get started with the business at hand? Okay, well, let us get started. Thank you, everybody who's joining in this morning. Happy Monday. Again, it's Leticia from Arizona, and I am your hostess this morning. I want to thank you again for joining us here on Declare Victory, where we're a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of February, where our monthly theme has been entitled Surrender. Each declarer will focus on the process, necessity, and the value of a surrendered lifestyle and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters. It's for marriage couples or marriage hopefuls. You can call into the same number, and it will be from 6.30 to 7.30 Pacific Time, 8.30 to 9.30 Central Time, and 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Time. You will be happy that you did. There are no prayer requests submitted on the app. However, there was one spoken. 
And it's from Sister Sabrina. And she is looking for not feeling well today. And she definitely would like prayer sent up on behalf of her body. The order of the call today is the prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Gloria. The declaration will be brought by Pamela. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Clara. Again, the order of the call today is the prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Gloria. The declaration will be brought by Pamela. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Clara. The scripture reading for today is out of James chapter 4, verse 10, and it reads, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Thank you for those who have already put their phone on mute. Please continue to do so as the call is being recorded and we would like to preserve the integrity of it. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Have a blessed day. Let's prepare our hearts to go before the throne of grace. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, our Father. God, we bless you and worship you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to join together <laughs> to start a new week of worship and honoring you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to just glorify your holy and your matchless name. Father, we thank you for your presence with us on this call. Mute your phone, please. Father, we are grateful for just being able to just just know you in the fullness of your power and the power of your resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask forgiveness of every sin, everything we knowingly did that was contrary to your will and your way and those things that we weren't even, we didn't even recognize as sin, Father. Forgive us. Wash us clean and white as snow with the blood of Jesus. Purify our thoughts, our minds, the motive, the meditation, and the very intent of our heart. Help us by the Holy Spirit to surrender to you in all things, to surrender, to surrender, God, to surrender in the good things and, Father God, in the things that don't seem so good, but to surrender and to know that you cause all things to work together for our good and for your glory. So, God, we bless your name because we are your called according to your purpose. So we honor you, Father. And Father, we just bless you in spite of everything that goes on, in spite of any 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 agenda, any hidden agenda, or even outright agenda, Lord God, that tries to take us off course, God. We take it back captive to the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, so, you told us to take every thought and every imagination captive to you. You said whatever things we bind here on earth are bound in heaven. So God, we bind the spirit of negligence, Lord God, and slowfulness and do it the only way we want to do it, God. We surrender it all to you, God. We surrender our desire and our will to honor you in all things, Father. 
We surrender it to you and we say, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Father, I thank you for everyone that's on the line this morning. I thank you for every family that's represented, Lord God. I thank you for your blessings being upon them. I thank you, Father God, that you let no hurt, harm, or danger come upon us. Last night as we slept and slumbered, Lord God, you blessed us to wake up this morning, Lord God, with our right minds. God, you allowed us to get up and to praise and magnify you. So we bless your name for that today, God. Father, we thank you for Miss Sabrina, Lord God. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you, Jesus, that you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes we are healed. So we declare healing for Miss Sabrina. We declare healing for those that maybe haven't uh, requested prayer for healing, but are in their bodies, they're challenged, God. We thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every prayer that was prayer request that was spoken and even those that were unspoken, God. We say, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Father, we thank you for drawing families together by your love. We thank you that it is your love, Lord God, that testifies of who you are. It's your love and your your mercy and your grace, oh God, that allows us the opportunity, hallelujah, to glory in your presence, Father God, to experience your presence, to receive revelation of who you are, Father. So we honor you today, God. And we say, have your way. Thank you for Letitia and for her family, God. Thank you, Lord God, for her greeting, for all of our greeters on Declare Victory, Lord God. Thank you for every prayer warrior, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for Pamela and and the declaration that you've given her to serve to us this morning, Father. Thank you for speaking directly to us this morning, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord God, that we will grow, that we are growing in greater depths of surrender unto you, Lord God. So we honor you, Father God. Father, we pray for our country, Lord God. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless all leaders, Lord God, that they would know you in the fullness of your power and in the power of your resurrection. We pray for those that you set in position, Lord God, to speak words of wisdom and revelation to them, Lord God. Father, we ask you to open the opportunity, set the atmosphere, Lord God, so that they will speak and those that you sent them to to, to deliver the word to will hear, Lord God, and hear it, Lord God, not only hear it, but obey. So, Father, even as we declare here on declare victory, surrender, Lord God, Father, I pray, Father, that you would break up the feral ground of our hearts, Lord God. Give us a receptive heart, Lord God, to surrender to you. Bless the Christ to come into a place of surrender like never before, God. Father, we see your hand at work, and we know, Lord God, my that the time is near, God that Christ shall return, Lord God. So, Father God, make us a ready people. Help us, Lord God, that in families, Lord God, that we would stand up, stand flat-footed, and declare the very victory of a living Christ, Lord God. Help us to love one another with the love of Christ, even as you loved us, God. Help us to share that love so others will know you, will come to know you, will come and ask us, what must I do to be safe? And we can be quick to give an answer. That if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, and he died for you, and you shall be saved. So, Father, thank you for that opportunity. Bless the leaders and the church leaders all over this world, Lord God. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you said judgment begins at the house of God. So help us as to be a prepared people for your coming, God. Help us, God, to be a prepared people. Help that our hearts, our desire, and our will will be to be prepared for you to love you, to work out our own soul salvation, Lord God. Lord God, that we would impact what's going on in our world, Lord God, because that's why you have us here. 
So, Father, as we prepare, Lord God, to come corporately before your presence, God, I pray, God, for every everyone that will join in this corporate prayer, that we will give you honor and glory, Lord. We will worship you in spirit and in truth, but we will declare victory in the name of Jesus. So as you take your phones off mute, Give God Hallelujah. your highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. You are faithful, God. Glorious you are the holy God. God. There is no one like praise you, God. You are name. Jehovah Rapha, Lord Thank God. You're the Lord Jesus. God, your healer. Thank there is no one Jesus. like you, God. You are the faithful witness, God. You are the king of kings and the Lord Thank of lords. You sit high, God. You look low. You've made us to sit in heavenly places. You said it made us to sit, Lord God. You've given us power over all the power of the enemy. Through Christ you, oh Jesus. So we bless us, your oh name, Jesus. Thank you, oh we bless your name, Lord, Jesus. We exalt you, God. Hallelujah. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Father. God, there is no one like you, Lord God. Father God, thank you for making our walk look like our talk, God. Lord God, that as we humble ourselves before you, Lord God, you change the way we think, Lord God. You change the way our hearts are meditated on you. You change the way we talk, Lord God. You change the way we live so that we are honored. We are blessed with honor. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. We glorify you. So, Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. You put your phone back on mute as we prepare to transition over to the declaration. God, we thank you. We thank you for the time of praise and prayer and worship before you. We thank you for everyone that participated, God. And we say, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. So we thank you. Thank you for Pamela, and thank you for the word that you've given her. Thank you for great victory today, God. I ask everybody to put your phone on mute. I still hear some background noise. Thank you, God. In Jesus' holy name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Pamela, transition over to you. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. Thank you so much, um, Gloria, for that awesome prayer. And um, just want to thank uh, Letitia for um, greeting us this morning. And um, I appreciate always Rochelle for always, you know, having my back and reminding me, you know, all the people behind the scenes. and, you know, just for giving me words of encouragement, I really appreciate you. Um, let's get into the declaration. Um, for the sake of the topic this morning, um, let it be surrender is a matter of the heart. Um, and I was kind of going back and forth between two topics. One was like surrender because God is our everything and surrender as a matter of the heart. And so I'm gonna kind of go with both of those. Um, Probably God is our everything um, will be the topic. Um, um, In Exodus 20, uh, verse three, it tells us that uh, we should have no other God before me. Um, This scripture is uh, the foundation of the 10 commandments and It is the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses, and God is saying, you know, thou shall have no other gods before me. Um, As I stated, this is the foundation um, for uh, true surrender um, and our relationship with God. Um, It emphasizes um, that God should be our one and only God. It causes us to kind of recognize um, God as superior in our lives, as, you know, putting him priority over everything, um, the center of our existence. And to truly understand this concept, um, I want to kind of go more into surrender and how God um, should be our all in all and how it should lead to fulfillment and purpose. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I love this scripture. It actually was my mother's favorite scripture. She quoted it all the time. Um, And in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, um, it urges us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and to lean not into our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Um, And then in Matthew 1120, um, um, Matthew, hold on, let me make sure I got the right one. Um, Matthew verse 11, 
verses 28 to 30, um, Jesus extends this invitation to all who are weary and burdened to come to him for rest. Um, he promises not just any rest, but a rest for our soul. Um, this rest is its not merely physical. Um, it's the satisfying peace that comes from just surrendering to God's um, embrace where we can find true rest and fulfillment in God. When we make him priority in our lives, when we put him first above all things, um, think of God as the sun. You know, our solar system revolves around the sun and it draws light from the sun and it draws life from its radiance. Similarly, God when he becomes the center of our life, everything else falls into its rightful place. Um, our relationships, our, our work, our ambitions, our struggles, uh, our everything finds meaning and purpose in him. Instead of chasing after, chasing after um, pleading success or temporary fulfillment, um, God becomes our everything when we put him first. Um, he provides identity for us, and he provides for us um, a purpose. Just as a tree pro uh, provides substance from its root, roots, um, and it draws strength and nourishment from the roots, um, stability, we also draw that from God when we surrender to God and rely him and allow him to be our everything. Um, he has infinite resources. He provides us strength to wither storms. In essence, making God priority, our number one, um, not our friends or families or relationships or any of that. Um, but when we put God first and make him priority and we surrender our entire being to him, he will direct our path. He will make it uh, right in our lives. We have to make it a daily choice. We have to trust him above everything and walk in obedience to his word. Um, and as we cultivate this relationship with God, we begin to experience true freedom and joy and fulfillment that's beyond anything this world can offer. You see, ultimately, in Exodus 23, it becomes that um, fundamental um, truth that God should be that supreme priority in our lives when we allow him first and to be our everything, um, allowing God to be our everything. Can you imagine allowing him to just be everything, you know, be our 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 needs, our, our breath, our, what we need to eat, you know, everything, giving him priority over every aspect of our life. But when we look back on uh, um, uh, Proverbs 3, um, it gives us a direction on how to make him our everything, you know, not just trusting in his guidance or surrendering everything to him alone, but it's an element of our heart that needs to be 
in right alignment. It's a condition of our heart. Um, like in Proverbs 3, it says that we have to trust him with all our heart. And that emphasizes the central role that our heart plays in our surrender and relationship with him. Our heart, it's like the core of who we are. It's the seed of our emotions and desires and intentions. And when we trust him completely and surrender to him, we're essentially opening up the very essence of our being. Um, it's not just a matter of intellectual um, or superficial, but it's, it's this wholehearted devotion and commitment to God. You see, the human heart actually serves as the uh, the primary organ in our body that provides life to our organs, pumping blood to every cell and tissue and organ, providing nutrients to every cell in the body. That's essential for our environment, for our survival. Just like when we open our hearts to God and we completely allow him to be in charge. It's like our spiritual heart receiving nourishment and peace. Just as the physical heart is the primary organ of our life in our body, spiritually our heart must observe as the center of our very being. It's connecting us to God. Um, it's sustaining us spiritually. Um, it's directing our lives completely um, as we trust in his sovereignty. Um, and that's why it's so important as we talk about surrender that we uh, talk about it with an open heart, you know, willing to um, receive everything that, that God is trying to uh, speak into your heart. God is trying to speak into your soul. Um, it's important that we do that because that is where we can truly find peace and understanding of who God is and who he desires us to be through him. It gives us direction and instruction for our lives. When we submit to him completely and open our hearts fully to his presence for guidance. Um, throughout the Bible, we see people who surrender to God all their plans and all their desires, and they trust completely in God's sovereignty. And they understood the truth that full surrender requires them to open their heart, and it's important that as we study God's word, we follow these examples, um, trusting in God's unfailing love. And one person that comes to mind is Abraham. And the part of Abraham's life, I mean, Abraham um, surrendered so much to God. Um, his entire life, his entire direction, his entire path, um, he left his homeland and went afar. And then the part of Abraham's life that really speaks volumes to me was when he was called to sacrifice his son Isaac. Um, this, this 
it's it's one of the most profound places in the Bible where you really see surrender. Um, this account um, is in Genesis 22, and we see Abraham's unwavering trust in God's promises, even in the face of insurmountable odds. <laughs> I mean, to understand the magnitude of this sacrifice, you have to appreciate the depth of his relationship with his son, Isaac. Isaac wasn't only Abraham's beloved son, but he was the fulfillment of God's promise to make Abraham the father of many nations. Isaac Isaac was the embodiment of of. God's making fullness, the hope and fullness of generations to come. When God came to Abraham and asked him to sacrifice Isaac, it was like an imaginable request. Not only did it challenge his love for his son, but it also appeared to come contradicts God's promises to bless Abraham through Isaac. Yet Abraham's response was one of immediate obedience. And and he did not waver. He rises early the next morning, morning, he prepares for the journey, and he sets off to obey God's command. He put his entire faith and trust in God. He wasn't leaning to his own understanding, but he was trusting God's will. And ultimately, God directed his path. As Abraham and Isaac journeyed to this place of sacrifice, the tension must have been palpable. Isaac innocently questioned his father about the missing lamb for the offering, and Abraham replied, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. Now, despite the weight of this sacrifice, Abraham's words revealed that he was trusting God for provision and sovereignty. And above reaching the designated place, the scripture says that Abraham even bind Isaac. Can you imagine him binding his son up and setting him on the altar? Not to mention the fact that, you know, Isaac was believed to be, you know, about uh, 10 to 12 years old. He even had Isaac carrying his wood to the altar. So can you imagine what must have been going through his head at that time? True faith in God. He put Isaac, his only son, on this altar, ready to carry out this act. And he trusted and believed God completely. Abraham was put to the ultimate test. He must have had all kinds of conflicting emotion, agonizing the loss of his son, yet clinging to the hope of God's promise. Yet in the midst of all of this uncertainty, And sorrow, Abraham remained obedient to God, and he was at peace. His willingness to sacrifice Isaac 
demonstrated his profound trust in God and God's character and God's promise. Despite the pain and anguish he was going through, Abraham remained obedient and confident that God was going to be faithful and fulfill his promise. Now, in this act, Abraham exemplified true faith as he trusted in God's goodness and mercy. But what about Isaac? I mean, we always talk about Abraham's plight and what he had to endure, but we never consider Isaac, what Isaac must have been going through. Can you imagine this? 10 to 12-year-old child, what it must have been like to this kid, you know, just walking with his dad. Let's imagine, you know, from Isaac's perspective, the confusion must have been on his mind. For his father, who he trusted completely, bounded him and placed him on the altar of woods that the wood that he carried up there. We know that Isaac, if he was ten to twelve years old, you know, children that age are fast. I mean, he could have outran Abraham. He could have, you know, maneuvered past him and ran back down the mountain. But yet Isaac trusted his dad. Did he bound with binding on this altar, not knowing what was next, but yet he had a sense of surrender and peace, knowing that whatever was going to happen next, it would be God's will. Isaac was just this pillar of faith um, like I said, he must have had this mixture of emotion, like apprehension and bewilderment, like wondering and questioning, like, why is daddy, you know, twining me up in this twine and, you know, um, wrapping all this rope around me? Like, what is he doing? What's going on? I'm sure he even felt betrayal in the midst of this ordeal. Isaac had faith in God. Isaac had grown up witnessing his father Abraham, his devotion to God, and he had seen firsthand countless times how God had provided for their family and fulfilled his promises. Isaac most likely had learned from his father what it meant to trust and obey God above all else. And now here he is with this prospect of his own sacrifice. Isaac's faith is put to the ultimate test. Here he is bound on an altar. In that moment on the altar, as his father raised the knife to slay him, Isaac's trust in God must have been his only answer, his only peace. Despite the terrifying circumstance, Isaac clung to the belief that God's purpose would prevail even unto death. 
Isaac remained steadfast in his commitment to making God priority and first. His experience serves as a powerful reminder of what it means to have faith in God and surrender completely. Isaac learned firsthand what it meant to give everything over to God, even when it seemed incomprehensible. Even when you feel like your faith is wavering, he relied on God's goodness and sovereignty, even in the face of that ultimate adversity. But his faith was rewarded with diligence and deliverance. For God at the last moment provided a ram in the thick. And he had this substitute sacrifice sacrifice available. And God renewed his covenant with Abraham. He sealed it. And Isaac's story challenges us to examine our own faith and trust in God. Are we willing to surrender everything to him, even unto death? Do we trust in his goodness and sovereignty? Do we trust in him totally, even when circumstances are unimaginable and difficult in our lives? Are we learning from the examples of of Jesus and those in the Bible and those who've gone for, before us, what it means to trust in him completely. This reminds me of when I was pregnant with my son, David. And when I was pregnant with my son, I had a really difficult pregnancy um, to the point that the doctors were all telling us, my husband and I, to abort him. They were telling us, you know, this child is probably going to be born with um, 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 ailments and um, disabilities, and he will maybe be born without a limb. Um, because of a lot of the medications that I had to take while I was pregnant for my life-sustaining needs, it was potentially piercing the placenta and causing severe damage to him. And the doctors were, you know, completely like really concerned every time I'd go in for an appointment, every time I'd go in for a test, they'd be like, you know, these levels of the medications are really high in your blood and we're really concerned because there's no way that they're not, you know, going through and affecting the baby and the child, you know, that you're carrying. And, you know, we need to do this um, aniocentesis I think that's what it's called, um, where we go in through your navel with a long needle and pull out fluid um, from um, the placenta or the umbilical cord or something. Um, and that fluid will tell us if, it's, if the baby is growing properly. But then, of course, there was a whole batter of um, things that could happen in the midst of this procedure. And I thought, you know, outweighing what could happen and the possibility of him being deformed, you know, I was like, I'll just trust God and take my odds, you know, and believe, you know, God finally blessed us with the child after trying, 
you know, countless times with uh, miscarriages and everything else. It was like we finally were blessed with this child. I mean, it was so bizarre that we even had him because at one point I thought, you know, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just going to put an IUD in and just, you know, be cool for about three years and just rest. But <laughs> in spite of that, he still managed to swim past the IUD and I had a child in me and you know all the doctors were surprised that I even got pregnant at that time but you know I was determined that I was not going to listen to what the the news that the doctors were giving me and listen to you know everything that they you know the horror stories that they were telling us that families have had to go through you know, my husband and I were just believing that, you know, this is the child God blessed us with. We're going to believe God for his healing. We're going to believe God, you know, for his total strength. And sure enough, you know, he was born and he had 10 fingers, 10 toes and everything, you know, all of his extremities looked fine. He did have some issues at birth with um, having withdrawal symptoms from some of the medications that I had taken. So he was having these mini seizures. So they kept him in the hospital for about a month and a half after he was born, and we were finally able to take him home on this apnea monitor. Um, and we had an apnea monitor until he was about a year old because um, at times he would stop breathing and we had to be ready to perform CPR on him. But as his lungs began to grow and mature, you know, he was fine. And he had issues with asthma was like the only thing that came out of it after we went through the first year of his life. You know, we just dealt with his issues with asthma and occasional pneumonia. Um, and I remember one time when he did get uh, asthma um, and pneumonia really, really bad to the point that they were wanting to incubate him and put him in a semi-coma to help him breathe. And as we were there, you know, I was so overwhelmed and thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen to my child? They're going to put him in a coma and they're going to make put breathing machines on him to help him breathe. And uh, David could barely speak and he was like, mom it's okay like every breath he would take he'd try to spurt out a couple of words and he was like trust god's will like that was kind of the last three words that he said to me before they you know took them off and put the tubes down his throat and incubated him and i just remember just crying and just being like god this is your child this is a child you blessed us with and i just surrender you know, him back to you. I, you know, it's, you provided us these, you know, nine years of his life. And if it's your will, you know, then, you know, we just commit him to you and know that you're going to take um, care of him, you know, that, that, you know, he'll be okay. Uh, whether it's his healing or whether you take him, you know, I give him to you. And I remember just laying prostrate on the floor in the um, um, chapel at the hospital. And, you know, throughout that whole week, you know, families were crying and their children had passed and, you know, all that 
anxiety that I was going through, I just tried to remain peaceful and just trusting God and even comforting the other families as they were going through um, death in their families and dealing with their children passing. Um, But through all of that, um, I remember David started coming out of the coma slowly. They hadn't completely removed the tube from his mouth, but they had started to turn down the medication and he began to have a little consciousness to him. And the first thing that he did was tried to scribble on his hand. And so we gave him a pen and a pad and he wrote, record Star Trek. <laughs> we were like, this kid, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He's worried about his Star Trek. But through all of that, God was faithful. And through that, David completely surrendered and just trust God. And my husband and I had to, too. I mean, we literally just believed that God was everything and that God would provide healing to him. And if not, that God would take him home with him and that God would, you know, um, comfort us and be with us and that we would have more children if necessary. I say all this to say that in the midst of things that we go through, we still need to draw close to God. We still need to surrender to God Uh, through the ordeal that David, through the ordeal that Isaac went through. They completely trusted God, trusted God for everything in their life unto death. And God is calling all of us to do that as well, to just believe in him fully and completely, knowing that he is our everything. If we put him first, the scripture says, seek first the, seek first, (laughs) oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? (laughs) Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto us. If we seek God first, and surrender to him and allow him to be in charge of our lives, he will direct our path. He will take charge. You know, that, like I said, that includes everything, our emotions, our fears, our desires, our will. Just give it all to him completely, knowing that he's in charge ultimately and that he will ultimately um prevail, that his will will prevail in our lives. And we have to be comfortable with that. We have to know that he has a path for us. He has a calling for us. He has a purpose for each one of us. And it requires us to yield to our own desires and our own um, careers, our own, whatever we're um, putting before him, we need to yield to that and surrender those things and just trust him completely with every aspect of our lives because he is our one and only. He is our living God. He is in control of everything. My girlfriend travels back and forth to um, Ghana and she actually lived in Ghana for about a year and a half doing ministry there. Every time she would go there, um, she would send me um, songs and things that, People in different tribes were singing or 
different ministries were um, performing or singing or messages that she would send me. And she sent me one song a few weeks ago. Um, she's there now. Uh, she won't be back until March. Um, and she sent me a song uh, a week ago that's called One and Only. And it's sung by, um, hold on, let me get his name. It's sung by Carl Cohita. And um, it's just an amazing song. And if you don't mind, as we close out the declaration this morning, I wanted to play a part of this song. If it plays. <laughs> hold on. And it would. I'm hoping you can hear it. Oh my goodness, it's not playing right. Um, well, um, I will put it in the, um, I'll put it in the um, victory room for us to listen to it later. Um, but I just want you all to just be blessed and to, um, as we work out this, surrendering completely to God um, in our lives. Um, my prayer is that um, it would cause us to draw even deeper and closer to God on a different level um, as we surrender more and more each day. I'd like to open the call now to um, callers, uh, new callers or men who have joined the call. At this point in our good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Happy Monday. Thank you. Happy Monday to you too. Any other men or new callers? Yes. Good morning. This is uh, Elder Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Good to hear you. Good to hear yourself. Very inspirational. Amen. Good morning. This is David. Good job, Mom. I got to run to work, but you did great. Love you all. Good morning. Um, now let's open it up to everyone else. Feel free to come on and say good morning. Good morning, Mr. Leomi. A great decoration this morning. Thank you. Good morning, Leomia. 
Good Great. morning. This is joyful. Happy Monday, everyone. Great job. Good morning. Great decoration, Pam. This is Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Juliet. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Anyone good morning, else? Pam. Yeah, good, good morning, morning, Pam. It's persistent. Hey, good morning. Great declaration. Really good. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Um, someone has their line open. Can you please mute your call? Check your phones and mute. Thank you. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. This well, is Ruth. Great declaration. It's always a pleasure oh. to hear your voice. Good morning. Good morning. Um, at this good time, let's that move. That was such a beautiful declaration. Hey, it was Moxie. Yes, Moxie. Good morning. What? Hey, Moxie. Good morning. Good morning. Um, let's move on into the uh, life and victory um, part of the discussion. And if you have any questions or comments or need clarification, um, feel free to unmute your line and jump on. Um, I think it's 22 to unmute. I don't remember. <laughs> Good morning, Pamela, it's Rochelle. Um, great, great, great job. Um, as you were talking, God is really, really honest about our our hearts. And as you begin to talk about Abraham and Isaac, and I thought about, you know, how him growing up, they would probably play games and, you know, God provided and did, uh, you know, they trusted him in so many things. But then it became this thing where God wanted to wanted Abraham to trust him on another level, and yeah. sacrificing his son was that thing. That one thing you'd be like, "Wait a minute, what I are know. you doing?" <laughs> and it just it, if you, I have a visual, you know, I, I I look at everything through, you know, I visualize everything. And I, as you talked about them walking to the place of, you know, where the sacrifice was going to be. And he, when you, how young he was, whether he was 10, 11, preteen, it doesn't matter. He was probably just walking and looking and had no idea. But every now and then kind of looking over his dad, like, where are we going? What are we doing? And then Isaac's mind is like, oh my God, Lord, are you really asking me to do this? How can I do this without just being sick to my stomach and crying out and what are what's gonna happen so that hard thing that you talked about oh my god it was such a beautiful declaration but that one thing right there is when he takes us to another level and changes will our heart be the same it, it was so good it was so good and i take it personal i'm take i take it personal so god bless you sis you did wow. wonderful God bless you too. Thank you. Thank you. That was nobody but Good morning, God. Morning, Pamela. Struggling with this. <laughs> Good morning. 
it's Dee Dee. You have me in tears. Oh, my God. And that's why David is so, so, so special because he shall live and not die. I'm grateful for you being so transparent and sharing because y'all know my story. My baby didn't make it um, 20 weeks. And so if you've never been in that place and the doctors are giving you all the bad news and, you know, because childbirth is the biggest thing to do and can go. It's not always um, a good outcome. So for you to say when you surrender, even in the pain of losing a child, when the doctors are saying, you know, giving you all those odds, you know what I'm saying? When babies come too soon, um, there's always that listening to what man says, but not trusting God. So I'm just grateful that you listened to God for David. Um, even when you went through some things that you went through, he's still here and he's a young man and he's a great man of God. And even him reminding you to trust God. We have to remember to surrender it all to God, no matter what we are going through, because it's not easy. So I want to just tell you that you blessed me. Um, because my son would have been almost, well, 37. So 37 years ago, technology wasn't what it is today. So there are babies who are making it being born too soon. So I just thank you, sister, for your heart and for your share this morning. It was sweet. Amen. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that was a difficult time because, um, you know, I thought I wasn't going to give him up regardless to what the fate was, you know, whatever the doctor was going to tell me through this test. And I just would rather not know. Like, we didn't want to know if he was a girl or a boy. We didn't want to know anything. We were just like, we're just going to trust God that he's going to give us what we need and that, you know, it's, um, you know, we just had just, I, we just had crazy faith then. (laughs) That's all I can say. You know what, um, I was telling my youngest daughter, because she's having baby number two, and I told her, they have so much stuff now, you could see the babies, you would see the whole baby now, you know what I mean, doing the, the, the they got so much technology, you could see the face of the baby, the sex of the baby, Right. Whew, I'm just imagining if we had it all, yeah, because that's why all these gender yeah, bills get on my nerves, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, can you just be surprised, and I am I know it's good for the abnormalities, but God, let God be God, is if, if that right. makes sense. Right, right. Yes, let God be God. Amen. Is there anyone else? Yes, hi. This is Persistent again. I just want to say that this declaration, um, like Rochelle, it, it had me seeing the whole thing and playing it out in my mind. It was good for me to hear this on so many levels. Um, your testimony, the declaration and the story of Abraham and Isaac and the process of what he had to go through, you know, even when he heard God tell him to do what he was told to do, and then our heart posture. Last night as I was thinking about my week and starting my week, and of course Declare Victory is always on my mind because I get up first thing and I listen to Declare Victory. And I heard the enemy say to me, you know, it's just on surrender. You know, it's not a big deal. You've heard that before. And I'm glad I made the press because it was really necessary because after a while when you start coming and you're here, mostly every single morning, 
you start hearing things like you don't need it. It's not necessary. Um, but the press this morning was so necessary for me that I can't even talk about it right now because of my process um, and what God, I believe I'm hearing him calling me to, to do regarding my life and having children and not having children, all of that. But nonetheless, I'm just saying this to tell you that I just so appreciate your press. Good to hear your sound. Um, good to hear how God spoke to you for us. And I thank you so much for your declaration. Um, there's so many levels to it. Um, so many. Amen. And it's doing, it's, it's just doing, it's unearthing some things for me. So I so appreciate you. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you again. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, like I said, I I really was struggling last night and, you know, and I had text Rochelle and she was just like, girl, <laughs> just keep, you know, whatever you say, even if it's something that's already been said, we need to hear it again. And, you know, I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just didn't know which direction I should go in this, whether or not I should be as vulnerable or tell my story. And, um, you know, I just thank God that it blessed you. Um, I thank God. Um, I just thank God. Is there anyone else who'd like to share? Um, I did end up finding the song, <laughs> um, and if you'd like, um, as we close out um, this morning, um, I can play it, um, but let us uh, just close out now in prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning, God, just trusting you for every aspect of our life, God. If there's areas of our life that we have not surrendered completely, God, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to um, move within us, God, that that desire to yield everything to you, God, and to put you priority in our lives, God, to trust you completely as Abraham and Isaac and as many of uh, people in the Bible, God, and help us to have that same fortitude and that same um, trust and um, desire to just completely give everything. I know my mom would always quote your scripture, trusting in God with all our hearts and mind, and lean not into our understanding, but acknowledging you and you directing our path, God. And so I pray, Lord, that as we trust you, God, as we yield totally to you, God, um, not in our own understanding, God, but I pray, Lord, that you would um, open our hearts, God, to accept you completely, accept your path and direction for each of our lives, God, completely, as you direct our path, as you orchestrate, God, um, your plan for our lives, God. 
God, we just give it all to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, so let me close out if there's no other questions or comments um, with this song. Hopefully you can hear it.
I will place this song in the Declare Victory room, and I just want to um, just give you all my blessings today and um, pray that you all continue this walk of surrendering your lives today. Love you to life. God bless you all. Have a great day, everyone. That's such a beautiful song. You guys have a blessed day. God bless everybody. Have a blessed Monday. God bless. Thank you for blessing us. God bless you.